Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Robbie Knox, and I'm the landlord of The Moon Underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Hello and welcome back to The Moon Underwater. We are here with the brilliant Sean Keaveney designing his dream pub and it is a cracker so far. Before the break though, we had Dan giving his quiz questions as always. Now Dan, I'll hand you back over to you (laughs) or a sentence with some of those words in it to do the the quiz answers. Yeah, yeah. So radio history, Sean, of course, broadcasting legend, so I thought we'd we'll be about radio history. Question one, the first words uttered on BBC Radio 1 were, and good morning everyone, welcome to the exciting new sound of Radio 1. But who said them? Shall I just say, because I don't know the answer, okay. and I, I'm just going to say Dave Lee Travis, I have no idea that's the right okay. age, I'm just going to guess. Fair that's enough. a fair guess, that a hairy conflict. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the great sound of Radio 1. Um, I think it was Tony Blackburn. And I think the first song he played was Flowers in the Rain by The Move. Excellent. Was Tony Blackburn. A very Do you know good what? Impression. I think I had heard that now. I think yeah. 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 Uh, he man. hosted for five years until he moved to the mid-morning slot. Who took over? Oh, uh, no Lemons. Dave Lee Travis. <laughs> wow. Tragic, isn't it? But I know that. Brilliant. Tragic. A master of his craft. No. <laughs> That is brilliant homework. (laughs) Okay, question two. Smashy and Nicey were DJ characters created by Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse, but what fictional station did they broadcast? It's going to really annoy me. I've no idea. Watch so many episodes. Yes. We I used to watch. Oh, I would watch it. Yeah, but I can't. I can't. I went back and watched a few sketches. Still very good. Is it? Yeah, Yeah, it stands stands up, up. doesn't it? Still really funny. I I love it. Stands up. A lower low. Watch Still really good. All that stuff, man. I mean, we. Uh, I was desperate on Saturday night, obviously, like in a sort of post New Year ho- fog. Ended up watching some Channel Five program about the Good Life, and I was like, Oh my oh, god, yeah. I still love the Good Life. Yeah. But um, oh, but <laughs> but, and, and actually, weirdly, my wife and I were on Jules Holland's Hootie Nanny. Oh yes, Stuart. And um, <laughs> I was sitting next to uh, Paul Whitehouse throughout, and we we and had, Jim, and, and Jim heard, Moyer, yeah. and uh, Jim smuggled some wine in, and we yeah. got absolutely rat-assed. I mean, what a night! It was How an about amazing with night. Jim Moyer and Paul Whitehouse, one of the best. So do they not so dream, they don't have isn't booze it? there then? They do, but Jim was a bit worried in case they restricted the amounts, so he clanked in with his own. Clever, uh, because he's a, oh, he's a legend. God, let's get Jim. You've got to get Come Jim. On. Jim's pub. I've been to his house. Have you really? We interviewed him there once. Wow. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was so good. With like a studio at the end of the garden yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, he took us and, showed, and showed us around there and we did a bit of filming so in it. Jealous. Oh, God. That was a nice That was a nice day. That's a good gig. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go, you see. You get them on. But, um, no, I can't I can't think that what that name of that radio station is. I want to do the voice, but I'll probably mess it up, so I'm not going to. But Radio Fab FM. Oh, yeah. yeah. Soon as you hear it, yeah, I think I had none. I, yeah. I some stage of my life, I've known both of them. Yeah, those. definitely. Um, so Paul Whitehouse was smashy, Harry Enfield was nicey. Yeah, yeah, brilliant stuff. Okay, brilliant. and final question Annie Nightingale was Radio One's first female DJ in 1970, but there wasn't another one added to the roster for 12 more years. 
Who was it? I'm trying to think of what female DJs you, were on Radio I've 1 when I was young. i heard of her. Yeah, but I can't and think. She's still broadcast. Oh, right. No, this is an interesting extra level that I did because I had an idea in mind, but that's blown it out of the water. So this well, will I be taken. I think she is. I think she is. <laughs> this is taking us up to 1982 then. Mm. That which in itself is kind of crazy when you think about it. Because for me, it would be it would ha it could it could only be I would have thought, but now I've lost confidence in it. There's somebody Jackie Brambles is still going on on Greatest Hits Radio. I don't think I thought it was uh, Janice Long. It is Janice Long. Janice Long. So I was right. Two out of three ain't bad. I think she she still got. I think she still got a show on Radio One. No, she no. was on Greatest Hits, oh. but she she actually sadly passed no, away she passed eighteen on. months ago. Yeah, I no, know I too. I know too now. much about the radio idiom, obviously. Oh no, that's oh. terrible. I did know that. But well, you you know, it's yeah. not your world. You wouldn't yeah. know necessarily. Do you know what? A lot of times, you would tailor the quiz to a guest, mm. and I'll be honest for the guests, they perform poorly mm. for something that is is tailored to them. Sean was excellent there. She had well exceptional there. knowledge Thank of you. the radio very, industry. Very, very good. Yeah. Can I just very quickly give you a lovely fact about Janice Long? Yeah. She was on the very first episode of a game show, which I think you both remember, called 321. <sighs> Ted she, Rogers. Yeah, with Ted Rogers. She was on it and won it with her husband. That Dusty Bin. Yeah, yeah, Dusty Bin. Yeah. And basically, like something like Challenge repeated it a few years ago, and I found this tweet because someone had said, is that? Twitter says, is that you on 321? And she replied, said, yeah, it was me. We sold the silver tea set the next day for two grand and used it as a deposit on a house in Tyneville Road for Zachary. <laughs> Apparently one of the prizes was a genuine St. Bernard dog. <laughs> and then she also said that her ex nicked the ceramic dusty bin that they, because they, they, you see, uh, this is married so someone surreal. else. Yeah. So she must have, Incredible. was she... Well, do you think that was just before she was famous? Yes, then? I think it was like right. 77, 78 oh, okay. sort of time. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever seen Stephen Merchant on Blockbusters? <gasps> no, oh, that is that on no. YouTube? Yeah, I'm writing it's this down. Yeah, have a look at it. It's great because you can't miss Stephen Merchant. Yeah, you can't, you can't so, mistake yeah, him for anybody else. We need to discuss spirits with you, Sean. You oh, got yeah. two. You can put in your pub. What's your first choice? Ooh. Right, I'm gonna put. Um, I tell you what, I'll do it. I'll do it in order of me getting getting into them. God, I mean, it's sad, this, isn't it? Like the the only thing that Sean's really knowledgeable about and 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 really truly enthusiastic about is alcoholic beverages. <laughs> it's not like you know, it's not. But like it I, makes you tailor made for this. It podcast, does. So. This is my metier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm perfect for that. But uh, I would say Jack Daniels is an obvious choice. Um. But I I do love it, I, 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 and I'm a bit broad with my. I'm not very good with whiskies. I don't like Scotch. I don't like Irish whiskey. I don't like that all that peatiness. I don't like all that the stuff that tastes like TCP. Not interested, right? And again, I've got friends who are real aficionados. Not interested, and so never really drank it. Um, however, when oh my god, what's this? Jack Daniels. Let's give it a try. Off we went, especially me and my mate Bank, my mates Banksy and Nicola. Uh, we were, we've always been uh, exponents and enthusiasts of Jack Daniels. Not so much now, but there was a period when it it was very exciting to us. It was like we, you know, we don't take drugs, we do like a drink, and but if you want to get from naught to sixty in a Ferrari <laughs> instead of a transit van. Get on the get on the Jack Daniels, um, and so that was there was that period of time. There was a, a, and a and again, please drink responsibly. I am not encouraging people to binge drink, but there was one night where we got so unbelievably spanned. Uh, I think we bought two large bottles of Jack Daniels, which seemed to have gone between the three of us in a night, and I, I knew we were in trouble. We were in my flat at the time. Uh, when Nicola just started, she just she we were we were just uh, we got the guitars out, having a bit of a jam, having a laugh, playing old mosque songs, always always funny. Let's hear Lost Things, that song you used to do about Mash, the TV program, and doing all that, and then spontaneously Nicola just broke down crying, and, oh, no. and it wasn't because the music was so bad, it was, uh, and I was saying to Paul, what's what was wrong with Nicola? She's like. Have you seen how much Jack Daniels we've drunk? And oh it was just that God. kind of, the, the, a sort of, uh, it was like a mania that came over yeah. us, you know, that sort of, that only the relatively young 
can survive, I think. <laughs> you know, if you tried to do that, no, you would be in hospital and then yeah. you would probably be on dialysis or something. Whereas at that point we could we could deal with it. And and but it was it was it was a great it was it was a great time that to you know we used to enjoy that i don't do that anymore now i've moved through the gears a little bit with spirits i don't really drink spirits very often but my wife who's because uh, she, she's half jamaican you see so she she's always loved a bit of rum and a bit of spice rum and then it was like reminded me of my dad who likes he likes it like a captain morgan's with some hot hot water in it she got me into that and the Diplomatico, the sipping rum, is absolutely the, the best spirit in the world, in my view. We went to Florence once, my wife and I, we'd not been together all that long. We had this beautiful romantic weekend in one of the most beautiful cities in the world, staying in this incredible hotel. And, um, it, you know, you're sort of caught up in the romance of a place and balmy nights. And, you know, we'd been out for a delicious Italian meal and we came back to the bar and this incredibly sort of um, uh, this brilliant barman was was sort of attending to our every need and chatting to us and getting us really in the mood for a nice drink. But what would you like to drink? What would you? What would you, when you? When your wildest dreams? And we were like, well, we don't really know. What would you? I quite like rum. And and he, he pulled out this bottle of Diplomatico. I'd never heard of it before, right? He pulled it out and he sort of presented it to us in a sort of quite uh, a sort of elaborate way this is diplomat i can't do italian accents it's diplomatico rum it's 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 unbelievable you you must try it. what you what you must do is have have a shot each with a little piece of dark chocolate and he presented us with the dark chocolate and, the, and it was like 40 euros each or something but we were like bollocks to it yeah let's do it you're never let's gonna, live you're never a little. gonna regret that never gonna regret it it's an what an experience and and, I, and because of that i thought this must be like one of those rums that you get you find on the antiques road show or something yeah. and then when i was going through customs on the way back home I saw a bottle of diplomatic on sale for like 26 fucking euros i was like bloody <laughs> hell that a is a markup a lot of the yeah. reviews for it are like you could get it for sort of 35 quid and people going pile in because it is so good like it's they were going wow. for 35 quid oh. absolutely pile in it. yeah oh, venezuelan i think is it really yeah it's so big but the problem with it is because i'm not i um i'm quite temperate but i can't have things in the house it's like i can't have biscuits in the house right because i'm like a labrador if 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 if, <laughs> if, if my mum comes in by accident with like four four packets of morning coffee biscuits or yeah. something they'll all be gone by the end of the afternoon so i can't have diplomatic or rum in the house because i drink it without even thinking you know it's a friday night yeah. another little another little square of dark chocolate yes. bop, 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 yeah. little square of dark chocolate watch another music documentary yeah. bop, 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 bop. <laughs> three quarters of a fucking bottle's gone you know so i can't i can't indulge very often but it's you should try it's amazing my wife and I went to Florence when oh, we you? were relatively early in our relationship too. We went so a we few did. days there. We did as well. Oh, and we just went it. just outside to I think it's called San Gimignano. It was like a like a place of the towers or something like that. City of the towers. It was like a sort of villagey town thing, really old with loads of towers around and during the, we stayed there for a couple of nights and during the day it's full of tourists on buses that come in. But in the evening there's no one there. And it's this beautiful place we wandered around. We didn't have any Diplomatico rum. But we found a little restaurant there. We went in there and they had a badly translated menu, which I always enjoy. <laughs> yes. And they had the most mysterious sounding dish I've ever seen. And it just said, ravioli, they seems ravioli. Ooh. They seems. seems. Yeah. What? Did you have it? It was ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very nice ravioli, but yeah. They seems. Isn't that the most mysterious thing? It doesn't make sense, but it's more no. mysterious than anything you've ever heard. Yeah. God, what meat is this? <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> meat. Like I meat. went to Florence and I, every now and again, still dream that I'm, I'm in Florence. Yeah. I have these dreams where I'm just wandering around. Isn't it a incredible? beautiful place. And I've also always thought... You're not so into football, but Robbie, I, I'd still occasionally think about what if I... Could have been a professional oh, footballer, yeah. One of that those. sort of dream. Yeah, 
I, I genuinely, once I'd been there, I went, well, I just, I, I don't care what league they were in. I don't care what they would pay me. I'll just go, I just, well, I just want to live here. Yeah. So as long as you want me, as long as I'm good enough, whatever's in the budget, I, I'll take it. I just, I just need to live here. I just want it's to play the most the beautiful team. place I've ever seen. Isn't it incredible? Sort <laughs> just of. I've got to the age where I still occasionally have a dream that I've been picked to play yeah. Liverpool or something, but it's not a happy dream anymore. Yeah. Like, it's like, I remember having a dream where I, for some reason, got picked to play for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp was going through the team <laughs> and, I, and he picked me and I was just thinking, oh no, what's he done that for? <laughs> I'm going to be awful. Everyone's going to hate me. And it wasn't like a nice thing. It was just like, oh God, I wish that this wasn't happening. But I can't say I don't want to play now. Yeah. And do, do in the dream, do you ever actually go on the pitch? No, and then I think I was just underperform. sad in yeah. the dressing room, I think. Yeah. I have a lot. Do you ever have um, the classic work dreams? Like I, I still have them a lot. Uh, where it's and it's it's just a stress dream, but it's always work related. And I am in a radio station, indeterminate radio station, and for some reason it's CDs, and the CDs running out, and there aren't any other CDs. And then the the <laughs> microphone goes up, and I've not even put the microphone up, but the mic's live, and the music's run out, and I'm oh, just God. I'm just like sort of walking about the, the 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 building trying to find a cd while while the the mic's live and nobody's speaking it's oh, just i have it about every three months yeah dreadful yeah let's make sure it doesn't happen yeah play a song <laughs> god's sake Wonderful. well a couple of lovely spirit choices there jack daniels i say lovely i drank it for a year in my life at university from like 18 to probably 19 um, that's what a year is. Um, <laughs> and then I drank so much at the university law ball in the summer of 1996 that I haven't been able to drink right. it since. It's one of those, because everybody's yeah. got one of those, Yeah, In fact, that, that night took out Jack uh, Daniels and Southern Comfort in one, one foul swoop. <laughs> yeah. What an evening. Southern Comfort. Frank, Frank Sinatra buried with a bottle of Jack in his Was he actually? jacket pocket. Inside jacket pocket. Oh, I should go mm, in yeah, for he that. Was a Jackie Gleason introduced. Dan Daniels to him. Isn't it funny? I sort of in my head, it's like not classy enough for Frank Sinatra. Yeah. But I think in those days it probably was. Yeah, yeah. And it was then, probably uh, a bit less, a bit more exclusive then, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and apparently Lemmy from Motorhead apparently drank a bottle of Jack Daniels every day for thirty-eight years. That can't be true. No, that cannot. He be can't true, have made. Can his, he wouldn't have made his sixties if he did that every day. Surely would he? not. I know that the, it's brilliant if you are a sad old, hoary old rock guitar fan like me and you love Hendrix and The Who and everything. Um, have you ever seen the, the the film The Kids Are Alright by The Who? No. It's, it's I recommend everybody goes, if you've got any interest in rock music at all, or even if you not, watch it. It's basically like a compilation of the first 15 years of, of their life and it goes all the way up to when Keith Moon dies, ironically, of... Um, he took he took an overdose of alcohol uh, sort of medication to get him off the alcohol, which is very sad. But just before he dies, they do this gig in London and uh, the player won't get fooled again. And Pete has just consumed a bottle of brandy. And it's just an incredible, it's like a sociological, anthropological thing to watch because he's unbelievably twatted. But he plays this gig... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, it's a bit glue and strings. It's a bit all over the place, as you would expect, but it's also one of the most electrifying performances yeah. you've ever seen of anything. But you, you look him in the eyes, he's like, he's totally gone. It's remarkable, really. I mean, he was, he was doing that for a, couple of, a few years, a bottle of spirits a day. I don't recommend it. No. Keep the Diplomatico out your house. Yeah. yeah. Some bands did just drink that. I remember talking to ryan from the cribs and he was saying years ago i don't know if it might well have changed now but years ago and he was saying that he couldn't play a gig sober so i just couldn't do yeah, it i have right. to drink beforehand yeah just to take the edge off yeah that's yeah. like me i've had half a bottle before i got in yeah <laughs> just half Lovely choices there, uh, but now it is time for a suggestion, not from you, Sean, but from one of our listeners. Ooh. Every week, Dan chats to one of our listeners, listeners, and <laughs> strongly curious export. Yeah, um, one of our listeners, and gets a suggestion for your pub. You don't have to take it; hmm. you can reject it if you want. 
It's up to you. Right. Who have you been speaking to this week, Dan? And it's actually a person called Sean, but it is not Sean Keesley. Okay. This is another Sean. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> hey, this is Sean. And my suggestion for Sean's pub is that he should have all of the compilations from the long but not forgotten X-Ray magazine mm. uh, playing in the pub on the jukebox on a continuous loop. I mean, just to bring back the real feeling of indie sleaze from that era. Cheers. X-Ray, X-ray magazine. magazine. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you, Sean. I think, I, I, I yeah, um, X-Ray was, it, it, that was... It, that was a sort of, if I'm remembering it rightly, and we're right in the in the jaws of my um, casual um, Peroni abuse years, really. So my memory's not great. But wasn't X Ray was a sort of indie magazine, wasn't it? Like a almost like a sort of fanzine style thing. And um, the yeah, I think they they used to champion all that stuff that that we would have played on because I used to work on London's one hundred four point nine XFM for quite a few years before I went to the BBC. Those were halcyon days mm. in a lot of ways. And it would have been people, if I, I, I probably got this wrong, but I think what Sean's referring to is stuff like, you know, a, like the Libertines and people, and the Cribs, I would imagine, people like that, early Maccabees, all that kind of, that. I, that's what I'm imagining when I hear that. that I think you're name. right, Sean, because you know what I've got here? I found a copy no of X-Ray way. Magazine from July 2003. Oh, right in the zone. And there are a list of artists. Yeah. On the front, and there's quite a lot of them on there. I'm saying there's over ten that they've listed on the front that are in this magazine. I'll give you a point for each one you can name. God, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 2000, July 2003. 2003. Oh my God! So oh, this is right. I should get all ten yeah. of those. I mean, Razorlight won't be on there because that was a bit before the time, I think. No. But it, it probably would have been people. Well, sure, the Libertines are on there. Not on this one, no. Um, You're in the <clears> right era. Is it not 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 the dead sixties and people like that? <laughs> no, but um, weirdly, Right Radio came up on Spotify the other day randomly for me. I know that's that was a good song. That it's a good song. Um, Coldplay would have been too big by then. Yeah, uh, it would have been. Um, oh God, I you, you, this is going to embarrass me now. You get you, yes. everyone that you say, I'm going to know. You are. Should I go for it? Go on. Well, the the cover stars are Super Fairy Animals. Oh yeah. Metallica get a mention. Weird. The Thrills. The Thrills. The Darkness. So. Oh, yeah. Sean Ryder, Polyphonic Spree, yes. The Coral, Karen O, Nicky Wire, Billy Childish, oh. Bright Eyes, Gang of Four, and a few others. What's funny, we, <clears throat> how did this come about? We, the Darkness, right? We, we we played the, that was it. I did a sort of, occasionally I do a thing called Sing Along a Satire, where it's basically, you know, I'll just, retool a song and just sing it with new lyrics it's, it's not it's not a new idea and um <laughs> I, we i was doing get get your hands off my woman by the darkness um but we used to we we heavily playlisted that song in 2003 and it was completely unexpurgated and it was only about 15 years later that i realized that that in the song the, the lyric is get your hands off of my woman motherfucker and the the last lyric of the first verse is you yeah <laughs> and, and it was like I, 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 completely unexpurgated just played it about 36 times wow. a month no, no nobody ever. nobody even noticed no. amazing what people do and don't notice yeah, yeah. fantastic okay. well done to uh, the darkness for that great band x-ray yeah okay I, I agree with that I think that an so X-ray what was compilation. It actually, so it's an X. So it's all it's like an indie mag. No, no. But what is the what was the suggestion that the CDs from? Oh, I don't remember the big CDs. I think, I think is it, does it just mean put it on the jukebox in in the in the pub? Is that what he's oh, talking the, about? Oh, the the putting the compilation on there maybe. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that's okay. what he wants us to do. That's what okay. I've taken it as anyway. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't but remember yeah. the big. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why like, not? Why not? Yeah. All right. Um, oh, there's a, I found a list of other acts in there: The Hives, The Prodigy, yeah. Winnebago Deal, oh. Clang, Crimea, Sizer Barker. You know all the all these great names. Uh, Josh Rouse. You know uh, all the things we used the to Crimea. play. The Crimea, the Crimea, 
Anyway, no. we could we could list things <laughs> from the July 2003 <laughs> issue of X-Ray all day. Oh, sure the days, wouldn't it? People would be delighted. So, other Sean, your idea is accepted Absolutely by is. this Sean. Yeah. Thank you. If you've got a suggestion for something that could go into a future pub, you can email me, robbie at moonunderpod.com with your idea. Now, Sean, big, big question this for you. It's pub jukebox time. You can put one CD or mini disc into the pub jukebox <laughs> of your choosing. I went heavy on mini discs when they came out <laughs> yeah, and I'm just... trying to bring them back because I've got quite a few. <laughs> no one's no one's done it yet though. No, Nobody's yet. done it. No. I did not. I did that, yeah. I got, I think, uh, Christmas 1999 I got a mini disc. Okay. You know. We've got, I've got some. But you're an early ones. adopter, then. Probably, yeah, yeah. You're cutting edge as usual. Yeah. Um, this is hard, obviously. You know, the, my favourite memories of jukeboxes are um, the the pubs that my uncle Ken used to have. But uh, he, he had uh, the Boar's Head in Lee, and he had the Musketeer in Lee. And the Musketeer used to be a great pub, quite decent beer, uh, quite little, lots of brass rubbings on the walls, classic, you know. But like a proper forty fives jukebox. And we used to, it, it, it had things like Baker Street, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, um, you know, the wedding presents version of Come Up and See Me, Make Me Smile, which was quite indie. And we just, you know, we we were all about the jukebox. There was a video jukebox that got put in the Eagle and oh. Child in 1993, Oof. which blew our fucking minds, yeah. you know. We thought that was amazing. Yeah. But a lot of our disposable income went on jukeboxes. So it's very difficult, isn't it? I... I Although I'm not a, the kind of person who would would advocate for compilations very often in life, I, I am going to do in this instance, uh, and I'm going to say partially because it, it's it's all kill and all filler, obviously because it's a compilation album. Uh, B because the I think the songs transcend all boundaries, and C because I've I've got a very strong memory of my mum and dad having it on vinyl when I was very very small. So I'm going to say, like, the Beach Boys' 20 Golden Greats should go on. Oh, wow. Great. Because yeah. you can't go wrong. It's all on the, you know, three-minute mini-symphonies from Brian Wilson's Crazy Mind. We must... I definitely had this all my parents... Or, yeah. as you know, my parents had it because Good Vibrations is probably my favourite Beach Boys song. And I've got a weird thing, association of Good Vibrations with the number 14. I don't know what. Well, I do know ah, why. It's because it's number fourteen, it's number 14 on that 14 track. track. Yeah. yeah, it's just all stairs. Yeah, doesn't it? yeah. It's, and it's, I must have just been going yeah. track fourteen. It's you know it's all on there, isn't it? Surfing oh, USA, yeah, California Girls. It's just Barbara Sloop John B. It's yeah. just banger after banger. You know. What I will say, my only criticism of this, yeah. the choice, is that you are missing out on one of my favourite Beach Boys songs, the the underloved nineteen eighties Beach Boys classic, Kokomo. Kokomo. So oh maybe if there's a later God. compilation, you can relive your cocktail dreams and listen to that. I Way in- down in Kokomo. Oh, my God, yeah. I, 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 interv- I actually interviewed Bruce Johnson and Mike Love right. from the Beach Boys yeah. um, in this little place called Spiritland in King's Cross, which is, which is an odd experience. Mike Love's a very unusual man. Is he? Yeah, very unusual. He was, what, you know... Way? Well, I don't know, just like from everything that I've read about him and then having met him a little, I'd spent a tiny bit of time with him, not in, a, in an unpleasant way, but just like, I don't know. I think that, because Mike Love went to Rishikesh with the Beatles and everything. He was completely embedded. And in fact, the, the rumor is that he sort of put in a few ideas for back in the USSR for the Beatles and stuff, because that's a Beach Boys pastis, isn't it? Beach Boys pastis. That's a drink, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pastis, pastis yeah. Pasties, pasties, anyone? Um, you know, like I, I think I think I'm probably not straying too far from the truth to suggest that Mike might have been a bit of a megalomaniac, and and you know, being in a group with the mercurial genius but mentally upset Brian John, Brian um, Wilson, is an, an interesting dynamic. I think. Oh. Remember hearing something where Brian Wilson's when he went through that phase where he was just became a recluse and wasn't wasn't doing anything Brian Wilson's wife saying that she came down in the night she came down he was just on the piano just playing, and she was playing like the most amazing song she'd ever heard he's never like he's just written like that she said what's that Brian he's like nothing she shot the piano never heard it again she's going that's the best thing I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a sort of haunting oh story, yeah, isn't it? Really the amount of sad. unbelievable genius music that probably just he didn't even record, yeah. didn't even bother to think about. Yeah. Wow. Think about that, kids. There we go. That was sad. <laughs> what have you done this afternoon? <laughs> Written a symphony and forgot yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a... Uh, I, 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 a great choice there, Sean. If we could just maybe yeah. get Kokomo in there as well. All right. Well, put as a single in there. Yeah, well. a CD single at the bottom. CD single. Um, a mini disc single. <laughs> my first post-divorce pint. The gin I had in Hull. My nan's homemade butt fast. The rum I drank with Liz Hurley. The lager I stole from the pigeon detectives. Time now for a drink in time, Sean, and this is where the moon underwater will transport you through the very fabric of time to enjoy a drink from your past one more time on an occasion in the past. What would it be? I mean, I think formative drinks are, are always at the forefront of, of, of your mind. I mean, I've I, full disclosure, I've really got an extraordinarily bad memory, almost medically poor. Uh, like I, it's, it's I worry, just terrible. Do you? I worry about mm. how bad my memory is. Yeah. More Yours more is bad now. as well. Yeah, I, there's things where people, where someone goes to me, don't you remember that happening, and I think no. I it got, seems to be happening more and more. I'm worried. <laughs> I think there's a thing, you know. I mean, partially because uh, I got an, <laughs> here he goes. People who know me are saying rolling their eyes. <laughs> He's going to mention ADHD. Hang on. He's not mentioned it yet. <laughs> I got an adult diagnosis last year and and that's one of the things that they the the, the specialist said because i was very concerned about it the memory thing he's like well that is that's tied in uh, especially if you have like inattentive ad add like i have you just don't fucking concentrate on a lot of the time you're just not taking shit in um but i but certain things always stick to the sides you know and um i would probably say really I mean, I, that that diplomatico with my wife was very memorable. It was very romantic, a very really beautiful moment in one of the most beautiful places in the world, with one of the most beautiful people in the world. She won't be listening to this anyway. So. Before you said you hope she's not yeah, listening, yeah. but as a backup, if yeah. she is, <laughs> one hand washes the other. Um, but but also, I would say things like I, I think that your your first uh, legal drink. It's always, always a kind of thrill. And mine, I do actually remember that day. So June the 14th, 1990. My birthday is on the same day as Donald Trump's. <laughs> I don't want anybody pointing that out. Um, he wasn't there at the Catholic Club that day. Thank fucking <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, Lee Catholic Club, as I've already mentioned. Had he got, had he got the cab into the Hacienda? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he got the bag of pills. Uh, we met him later. Um, he wasn't such a bad bad man then, you know. Um, but yeah, my granddad and my dad took me to the Catholic club, and it was it was a it was an anointment situation, like a ceremony. Really, we couldn't go and get battered because I was in the middle of my A levels. That was it. But I do I very much remember that, you know, sort of going in the hallowed ground of the Catholic club, and instead of sitting outside in the Woolsey, being passed a, a bottle of coke. I was getting my first ceremonial pint. I can't. I actually can't remember what it was. I think it was like a pint of bitter. But that, yeah, that that sort of that was nice. You know, we were, we've never been a family of massive boozers. Uh, and you know, my, my granddad deserves special mention because, like I said, he was he him and his brother came from the sort of pub world. They both fought in the war and stuff. In fact, my uncle Alf was a member of the SAS. I, I shit you not. Oh, yeah. He uh, he got a Légion d'honneur oh. uh, before he passed away. But the but, but my granddad, secretary of the Catholic club, pillar of the community, and he ran he ran that place like you know he he knew everybody. If you mentioned a name of anybody who'd lived in Lee over the last eighty years, he knew every family connection. He was like the Don. And he would just stand at the bar, but he didn't drink a lot. He was that was that was his thing. He would he would nurse, and people would be always buying him drinks. But he would nurse, he would nurse, and he would get everybody else drinks. So to be allowed into that pantheon, and then the thing he did for me and all my friends as soon as we turned eighteen, he would get us um, 
a, 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 a sort of membership, which was I think it was like ten p a year or something. You just you know you got all your memberships. There you go, ninety p a pint now. And it was, you know, it was That's it was a thing. Ceremonial. It was very it was very much ceremony. You know, it was lovely. And it's a shame it's not it's not there anymore. Everything everything moves on, doesn't it? But but yeah, that that was a special special drink. Yeah, I'm so I'm trying to with my kids. Mine are twelve, nine, and six, and I'm trying to sort of do the let them have a little sip of alcohol every now and then to ease them into it, sort of thing. And and I had a bottle of wine open on New Year's Eve, and it was I bought it at the same time as my eldest son Otto, and I said Otto, no, you can have a a tiny bit of red wine as well, if you if you want as well, because it's the wine from the same age as you. Okay, so you just got it. Just down <laughs> yeah. me. Like, wow, this is going to be. This is not gone the way I thought it would do. Yeah. <laughs> right, what we're moving yeah. on to, Dad? Yeah, uh, right. Jack Daniels. Let's get the optics. <laughs> well, a, a lovely so choice for your drink in time, there, Sean. Now it's time to find out Sean's dream pub companion. But that is only for those of you who invest in the Moon Underwater Patreon. You can find out more about that at moonunderpod.com. And for the rest of you. We'll be back after this ad break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are barred. Now, Sean, you've chosen a lot of things that you want to go in your pub, and now it's time to pick something that you don't want. So you can bar something from your moon underwater. What is it you would like to kick out? <laughs> He's giggling already. <laughs> well, right. I'll tell you what. I, um, I'll give you... You can edit as much of this out as you want, right? <laughs> it's entirely up to you. I'll leave gaps so you can snip things out. Ronnie's looking nervous. <laughs> but um, as well as our daily podcast, Sean Keeney's Daily Grind, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts, we also do um, our little Patreon radio show, Community Garden Radio, which is in Charlotte, near Charlotte Street. And there is a pub near there uh, called the Duke of York. And it's got a, 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 a an oil painting of the current Duke of York outside of it, which... Seems jarring to say the least uh, at the moment. I don't want to say too much about it. You know, I, uh, I don't want to be drawn on it for legal reasons, but it seems a bit weird, and it seems weirder every day at the moment. Uh, we call it the out of we call it the out of court settlement tavern. Um, but that aside, that the Duke of York's they could have a painting. Of? I know. Yeah, the I grand mean, this old. Is yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like any of the other Duke of York's, yeah. man. Yeah, but there he is. You know. This fat little face, not sweating. <laughs> and um, But the reason I mention it is because the last time I went in there, it's actually, apart from that, quite a nice little boozer. But 
I'm sitting there having a drink, doing a bit of work, and um, there's a telly in the corner, which always pisses me off. And it's got news on, which pisses me off even more. Anybody had GB news on? Oh, God. And I was like, that is... That slightly that... explains the, the picture outside. <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm in, now in the wrong boozer. This is no longer a, a safe space for me. Um, but the, the, the actual answer that I was going to give, um, because he's so synonymous with pub culture, and that's a tragedy for me, because pubs are sacrosanct, and they are places that Nigel Farage should not be a fucking loud in. And I don't care... <laughs> What anybody thinks of that, if you disagree with me, you're wrong. Nigel Farage should not be in any pub, in not just in the United Kingdom, in the world. I don't want to go to Santa Monica, to that, that English pub, which I've been in before, uh, sitting there, quietly having a nice quiet drink, you know, uh, reading a book, and, and, and hear that braying prick uh, talking about about immigration i don't want it you know sort of ch ch you know chugging pints of timmy tail landlord talking you know these puffed up like toad of toad hall sort of chest you know sort of completely puffed up on his own importance i don't want it anywhere near any pub full can stop so that has to be implemented with immediate effect if it's got anything to do with me well, it's your pub yeah well it's 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 your pub right so Absolutely fine. Get um, out my pub. Yeah, as Pat, but not Pat Butcher, the other one, Barbara Windsor would have said. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Sorry, Nigel, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> sure, lovely. Um, before we name your pub, um, you've mentioned Daily Grind. Mm. What, what's that? What's the concept? Ooh, I've listened, Ooh. I know, but I'm saying for the purpose of the listeners. Well, quite for the, the, the people who might not have, for the few people who might not have heard it. <laughs> um, it's conceivable. Um, it's a good question. Uh, how can I answer that? Basically, more than anything, the daily grind is, it's daily. Um, the grind. And, that, and it is a grind. <laughs> Believe you me. Um, I've made a rob on my own back big time. It's a little bit like, it's funny that uh, this is a, a podcast about my favorite safe space in the world, the pub. And in a funny way, what we're trying to achieve on the daily grind is, is a kind of cheers bar feeling in a sense, you know. We're, we're, over time, we're hoping that will happen. So we're, it's, it's, it's a little bit like a, one of my old radio shows, but without all the other accoutrements. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, there's no traffic, there's no travel, there's no news, thank God. Apart from the stupid news that we pull out the papers, there's no there's no music except for the stupid songs that occasionally I put in. I've written a country song that we put in yesterday's episode called uh, Please Subscribe If You Like and Leave a Review, uh, which is, <laughs> is it's a beautiful thing. Um, but, you know, if, effectively, it's just me doing the, the sort of thing that I would do on the, on the radio. But sometimes we're in the studio. Sometimes we're out and about. We do we interview people, talking rubbish with Sean Keaveney, um, down the canal towpath, picking up litter. We have a tax-deductible pub quiz, which is where we go to people's local pubs and interview them there. We did the brilliant actor Mark Bonner in, in his local pub. Um and and you know sometimes you know sometimes I've got a Christie's and look at you know sort of you know Beethoven's manuscripts and then talk bollocks about it in the pub across the road. It's just a weird mishmash of guests, whatever I think's interesting to talk about, and um, and that's it really. It's it's an ever growing uh, bizarre little corner of the audio universe. One of the things I like about it, and you in general, is that you embrace the mundane in life yeah, quite well that's something good. i do as well and i i have a youtube channel and my most watched video ever uh with about over six hundred thousand views is me asking the darts player michael van gerwin about his bin day routine <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly complicated yeah you got his yeah you have to you can't they, you have to take your bins places they won't just come pick them up but that's it, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of want to. I, this is the stuff I want to know about. Yeah. We we I, I made up a, a a sort of a crest uh, for the daily grind and and the, you know with Latin and it was mundus uh, <laughs> profundus profanus, which is mundanity profundity profanity, and that that's really what those are the three places I want to hit. You know. Is it being a bit freeing, not being under the restrictions of? national radio it's, that you can just swear i love it i just I, I just not even that that's great as well but i think that 
it's not anybody's it's a really wonderful thing to be part of a national radio station and i would never rule out doing it again at all and in fact i, I still do it occasionally but when you are employed by somebody to do something like that you you, you know you, there's a great deal of security that comes with it but you are giving away a lot of your uh, your your freedom and i don't mean in a nigel farage way freedom <laughs> sovereignty <laughs> I, I just but you know your, your freedom of thought you know you, if you feel like being a bit partisan about something it's not a political bloody podcast you know but if you feel like saying something like that you can do you if you want to disagree with people about things or you want to say something a little bit fruity or drop the occasional f-bomb mm. it, it is it's just it's like putting on elasticated trousers on christmas day you know it's just like <laughs> oh yeah. it's great you know so yeah i really do find that and community garden radio what's that that's yeah. that's it yeah that's that's the one that's in the shadow of the out of court settlement tavern and it uh, we just do it on 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 wednesdays it's this lovely live little two hours um and again the music's fantastic we get to choose our own music and we've got a lovely little cabal of patreon uh super fans and we just create this little radio we call it a little verdant paradise a little garden of of, of you know sort of like minds and it's just daft, you know. Wonderful. Really daft fun. We need daft now, don't we? The world's mm. so unbelievably difficult and broken a lot of the time. This is the stuff that we, we retreat to, really. Brilliant. Um, if people have enjoyed this, uh, apart from listening to those two things, how can they find you on the, on the socials? Well, you oh. are. You do 1.8 million tweets a day. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually been tweeting under the table for the past two hours. I've done about nine. Um, I'm totally addicted. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm at Sean W. Keevney on twi Twitter, wherever it's called now. But it's, it, you, you probably find it quite difficult to spell that. So I don't expect many people to follow me. Um, <laughs> in fact, if you put me on the spot, I don't think I can fucking spell it. And uh, Yeah, we're, I'm on Instagram as well under a, under a similar, similar auspice. Um, but yeah, I'm out there. I'm out there. You know, I've got to cut that down. I've got to cut down the boozing, the diplomatico, and I've got to cut down the tweeting. Okay. Drink up, please. It's time. The final task for you, Sean, before you can go away into the night is to name this pub. And what are we calling this masterpiece? You did say we were allowed to swear, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we have sworn, haven't we? So the, 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 this is, it sounds playful, but this is kind of like a backburner, real dream of mine. Um, not necessarily to run a pub because I haven't got the chops for that. I haven't got the admin. It would be shut down within three months. Um, but, but what a three months! What a three months yeah. it would be. I mean, you know, um, leave a bloated corpse. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was a few years ago when I was out in the park with the kids, and uh, I was probably just dreaming about the next time I could go to the pub. Anyway, and it, I just saw it in my peripheral vision. Um, a Labrador curling one out. Um, really big pile it was as well. And then, sorry to be so scatological, but there's a reason for this. And uh, and then, you know, in comes the owner with the blue bag with the hand and picks it up like a good responsible Northwest London dog owner would. And But it, it was something about the way that that dog was, it had its, you know, how a dog sits when it's, yeah. when it's having a poo. Uh, with the sort of the front paws down and you, you've seen it yeah. um you know and that that facial expression it's like part uh, enjoyment part stress they look uh, a bit embarrassed as well don't yeah, they yeah yeah their eyes are sort of very wide and it's oh, well, nobody sees me you know yeah. i saw one this morning it's very frosty was out yeah. running and you, and you could just see the bum was definitely higher than it would normally be <laughs> yeah it's like oh it's a bit He's like, oh, oh God, the guy's going to pick it up and put it in a bag again, isn't he? Why does he keep them? <laughs> sling, it in a, sling it in a tree. And I just thought, that's such a great... I'd love a really, really beautifully rendered oil painting of that, of that scene. Yeah. And with it, complete with a hand coming in to the, to the, to the shop, as it were, with the blue the bag. bag. Yeah. And, 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 and calling the pub the shitting dog. <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but I, I just think that it would be nice. It would be, be nice. nice to say, you should go down the shitting dog for a 
It sounds yeah. good, doesn't it? Yeah. Pub names get abbreviated, though. You don't want it to be abbreviated yeah. with the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be a shame if you got if you get the shitty night. <laughs> then it would be. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Well, a terrific choice. Um, Dan, can you just recap quickly what Sean has got in his shitting dog? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So draft choices: Thinks the next B and Peroni. Mm. Bottle choices: McEwen's Export, which we've been sort oh. of enjoying. Great. Um, uh, and Emperor's Brewery Stout, which you're going to hook us up with. Mm. <laughs> Spirit choices: Jack Daniel's Diplomatico Rum. Uh, you accepted the listener suggestion from Sean about the uh, X-ray magazine on in the Juki. Uh, I've really understood it, but we all we all said yes. That. Yes. Yeah. Uh, your jukebox choice was Beach Boys' Twenty Golden Greats and Kokomo. On mini disc. Drinking time. Your first ever drink at Lee Catholic Club. Yeah. Uh, you barred Nigel Farage quite yep. vociferously. And uh, your pub name is The Shitting Dog. Oh. Sean, thank you very much for your time. It's been a really, really enjoyable over two hours. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so no, thank you for that. For so long. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you very much uh, for coming on The Moon Underwater. You may now return to the other realm. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. The Shitting Dog. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.